Welcome to the Inner Huddle, a youth football development podcast for parents, coaches, and managers of young aspiring footballers. Your hosts from Pezza Street Soccer are Pez and Jeff. Hello, welcome to the Inner Huddle, brought to you today from our very new surroundings, the Pezza's podcast room. As always, got Jeff Bonner, got a special guest, my dog Baggio. And of course, we've got John Farmworth here, the football freestyle legend. And this is our freestyle special. Yeah. How are you doing, John? I'm good. Good. Enjoying it. We're about halfway through. Mm. Um, the idea is to make some of it available on YouTube, on Pez's TV. And you're going to share a little bit out as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. As long as we've got the technology right. But we're <laughs> trying, aren't we, Jeff? We're trying. And Badjo's being a great help over there, aren't you, mate? So... It's not great for the ones that listen on the podcast, is it? <laughs> but, but yeah, I have a very crazy Springer Spaniel called Baggio with us today, so welcome along, Baggio. Right, we are at question number 11. Jeffrey, do you want to do the honours? Yeah. How can freestyle help football development? We touched on this a bit already, yeah, haven't we? we have, but yeah. Let's go again. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's a lot of ways it can I know some people might disagree because you're not going to catch the ball on your head or your neck in a match. But I think when it comes down to it, there's a lot of confidence building, especially for the younger children. And just getting used to the ball, you know, football really should only be played once you can control the ball and master it. And I think that's evident in all the best players in the world, isn't it? From Neymar and Messi, Ronaldo, we just marvel at what they do. It's not a coincidence that all these great players, you know, from Pele and Maradona as well, can freestyle. No, it's no coincidence. No, you they, always say that, don't you? Yeah. They have the best control. So I think that's the main element. And like we, we touched on earlier with the whole discipline and how important that is, actually learning and discipline in one area, it gives you confidence then to take it into another area and, and sort of learn other things. So if you can master the ball, yeah, that's probably going to give you a small percentage of the game, but then you you can take that on to learn if you wanted to be a footballer, the tactical elements, the positional elements. And of course, shooting, passing, which have actually become part of freestyle, especially the more mainstream freestyle yeah. videos that are out there, especially on YouTube. We yeah. use a lot of it, don't we, Jeff, as we've already explained earlier. Mm. And uh, Jeff always explains to the children about its, its mindset training. Of course it is, you know, yeah. And um, seeing a task that you can't do and then setting your mind to it, practicing, doing all mm. the things you've got to do and then achieving that yeah. and developing that growth mindset yeah. is, is vital for anything yeah. in life, which... Obviously, your show tonight sort of touches on as well, doesn't it? About yeah, I think it's important. Message. Like, definitely. Like, we talked about the whole growth mindset thing and how important that is. And I know you were saying about certain players, you can see their attitudes and stuff. And I think if you have that and are able to develop that, then there's no stopping someone, you know, because you can put them down as much as you want. But if they have a growth mindset, if they believe in themselves, that, you know, you can't stop people like that. They're quite dangerous, really. And there's something about... I think it's really powerful if you can see something that looks almost unachievable but then mm. you can learn how to strip it back yeah. and break it down. So it could be in around the world that someone thinks, well, I'll never get anywhere near that yeah, with the football. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe try it with a bounce or try yeah, it with yeah. a balloon so you get the technique and you yeah. rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it yeah. and find a way. And just that finding a way of yeah. how can I do this and stripping it back is, is a skill in itself more important than the actual skill of freestyle yep. in the around the world that you're trying to teach it, and learn. I always tell kids to aim low which sounds really contradictory to aiming for the world better, <laughs> but nothing big was ever created was it with just doing it all in one go so 
a good example the other week a kid came up to me and was like I want to get better at keeping the ball in the air and um, I was like how many can you do he's like 9, 10 but I keep dropping the ball I was like don't worry about doing 100, 200 just try and beat your score go back to doing one a day 2, 3, 4, 5 and how many will you get over a year it's like over 300 isn't it and that compounds yeah. and it compounds and it compounds and it goes and goes so I think just not being too worried about doing hours and hours of training to start with just do a couple of minutes like become overwhelming can't yeah it's the process and outcome thing that process, we're always talking just about enjoy it and fall in love with the process of its own yeah and then the outcome will take care of yeah. itself whatever that is yeah if you get focused on the outcome it's the same I mean, we see it a lot with you know the kids uh, get hell-bent on wanting to be a pro and yeah. parents want to be professionals well that's an yeah. outcome you need to be putting those efforts and yeah. your focus onto the training because that's what's going to take you there yeah. if you do it right. And that's the process and yeah. fall in love with that process. And yeah. There's nothing sadder than seeing kids being pushed that way and kids saying they want to be pros, but they don't actually like training because yeah. you know that they're never going to get there because yeah. they're not going to do all the things you have to. It's, it's got not, to be, a, it's like an yeah. intrinsic want, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not a magic thing. No. You can't just put yourself and showcase your talents in all these different places where scouts might be because yeah. you're half decent yeah you have to be in love with training yeah. and get better at your craft which yeah. is football and then that will all take care of itself yeah. but i think yeah. there's especially locally here isn't there so like if i get seen or my child gets seen enough times and they're good then it will be inevitable that they'll get signed mm. or not you mm. know but we will know and it's like mm. no you're getting it all wrong process the yeah. training yeah the yeah. hours of practice the falling in love with the ball the game practicing your weaknesses as well as developing your strengths and yeah it's all the same thing yeah um, process yeah. and outcomes yeah we did a podcast pretty much devoted to process and outcomes i'm sure you'd listen to it in the your journey I'll, I'll the that, yeah. Way back tomorrow, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah got plenty of time in the drive uh, i love that though it's good good uh, good message process yeah but it can be you know. over gratification because like yeah. World's getting, it seems, I think it's definitely an illusion, but it seems like the world's getting faster. And I think because everything is at our fingertips, it's like, I want to do that now. I want to get yeah. 10,000 million you can likes see, now. But, um, you can see other people doing it now because you can see them yeah, doing it on Instagram. You don't see That's the, all outcomes. Instagram's all outcomes. Of course it is. There's yeah. not many people who post their journeys. Yeah. There's, there are a few people that have done that over yeah, the years. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. For yeah. one, yeah. always does his journey and stuff. But yeah. most people, it's you know, it's the edited. This is it. And people then they, they compare their their worst self to everyone's best self, don't yeah. they? And it's like it almost it's demoralising. Like I, everything, everyone suffers from that a little bit. It's easy to oh, massively, like, yeah. I want to be there, and I'm not, and you know, just forget about everyone else. Just get better every day, and it's amazing what you can get to. I think it's very um, simple philosophy, isn't oh, it? It's simple just works. Be a bit better tomorrow than you yeah. were today at whatever yeah, yeah. you want to do find out how you're going to get better yeah try and accelerate that obviously yeah by learning different methods of whatever it is you're trying Absolutely. to achieve um and taking inspiration from different people and mm. different things but you have yeah. to put in the graft you have yeah. to put in the work yeah and you're not going to do that unless you're in love with the yeah. process which yeah. would be anything for us yeah. it's the game of football but there yeah. are some children who do not like training but want to be professional footballers you're not, you can't work, do it. I'm sorry, it? <laughs> Tiny Tim doesn't actually like training. And okay, yeah. so our job as a coach to help him yeah. like training. Yeah. But if he only likes the match part or you know one element of it, yeah. Sorry, but he's he's not gonna he's not gonna. Get Have there. you seen a he's... film called Way of the Peaceful Warrior? Oh, oh it was based on a book. The book's yeah. incredible, man. That's a good book. But yeah, that that's worth a watch. Yeah, based on a true story. A guy called Dan Millman. But yeah, yeah. 
amazing book very 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 good very very i hate the word inspirational but it, yeah it's, it's it's inspirational but there's a lot of wisdom in in that teaching yeah yeah, inspirational is kind of uh, it's like motivation but motivation yeah. passes you've got to be on it every day it's, yeah. a, it's another word that's kind of got diluted yeah, years, a little it? Bit. yeah right question number 12 um we've touched on a lot of this already but what are some of your biggest stunts stroke achievements and you've already said yeah. about your probably your biggest one that's coming up in march did you say yeah sahara coming up which will be i'm pretty sure that will be my, be my hardest certainly from an endurance point of view but tracking back, I guess, marath- the marathon was tough, 12 hours, 26.2 miles. And then Everest this year, which was eight days going up a mountain <laughs> with uh, treacherous conditions at the time. Although it wasn't, it wasn't always bad, but there was a couple of days that were pretty We saw the video in the show tonight. Uh, Some yeah. of it were really tough. So we had one crazy snowy day, which was tough. But it was, it was hard for other reasons, obviously. The, the distance we covered each day and the terrain was tough and the altitude was a killer. But this year... I've done a few things. I mean, there was a clip. It wasn't a record. It was more of a, I guess you could call it a stunt on um, on a balloon. We we took a well, we took a balloon. And we we basically went went on a balloon trip, dangling off a balloon, at <laughs> however high it was, doing freestyle. And that actually became a bit of a viral video. Like we did it with GoPro, and we were like, yeah, let's just see if it works. And it's had like ridiculous views, which is just mad because, yeah, you never know these things can work or they don't but that was terrifying because I sort of well, obviously I wanted to do it and I like that but when we got out and you, you sort of putting your trust in a little rope it was that was actually terrifying and I did that with a good friend of mine Kieran Brown he was a, a football YouTuber and uh, <laughs> I, I felt because I'm a bit older than Kieran so I felt I had to like put an act on to to show yeah. that it was all going to be fine because he was like really worried. I was like, Kieran, it'll be fine. And like deep down, I was thinking, this is well sketched. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's like a fun, fun video that we did. Uh, well, it's fun looking back. It was scary at the time. But yeah, I'd say those. The record's like, um, a little bit hard as well. A, a list of stunts, the things pop in your head. Yeah. And try that and write that on a list. And... Yeah, I've got a bucket list for, I guess, work stuff and stunts. So <laughs> some of them are Could a bit. A bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no offense mate you keep entertaining us <laughs> you don't mind here to serve yeah um yeah so i have some crazy ideas i think everest was a crazy idea until until i started to break it down and that, that all works but yeah just again thinking outside the box looking outside of what i do and pulling in from it and putting it in my own spin so sahara next and then hopefully more to come can't wait to see that um how are you going to train for that one yeah and obviously when you did the mountain challenge the everest one you yeah you could go up snowden yeah stuff like that and yeah. different areas but we haven't got many deserts around here kid no it's a bit cold there i mean that that's the only thing that is going to be really hard to replicate luckily i live about half an hour from blackpool and okay. Lytham, which have got some great beaches <laughs> um and dunes so and it's very windy which I quite like because it's going to be very, very hard to, to obviously cover the distances with the wind. So that's going to be pretty much where I'm going to base myself. But yeah, the heat is going to be a tough one because it's going to be very hot during the day and it's going to be freezing at night. So we're literally going to be like up and down with temperature and we're going to have to camp at night. And, you know, there's a lot of prep work going to have to go into the challenge. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to put a ton of work into my endurance, like 
my gym work is going to be heavily based on my legs and yeah. my glutes, squats, deadlifts, just up in that, doing a lot of um, miles like I did with Everest, just going out and doing like 10k and then I'll, I'll build up with weights on my back and weight vest, weights on my ankles and I'll try and just turn myself into the, the best I can really in those, uh, in those weeks leading up to it. What sort of team do you have to have behind you for this? So... I've actually got a team, so two of my friends and my dad's joining us next year, which I'm so excited about because, yeah, I think he, he wanted to come and um, just more for like moral support. But we've also got a team of locals from the Sahara, uh, almost like Bedouin type people, that because we'll need we've got like camels coming with us. We've got <laughs> it's be amazing. Uh, yeah, it's literally going to be like the film Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. We've got a, a team of, well, I think we've got about eight people going out there just to ensure that we've got everything with us, like all the camera gear, because we're documenting it. It's going to be shown. Hopefully we can document it as we go as well on Instagram, because really we are raising money for a charity. That's the that's the aim. Yeah. yeah that's well, we'll put we it out there, do. mate, and help support you with that. Really that's appreciate probably. that. Yeah. Right, question number 13. Have you got it there? Yeah. Who have been big influences on your life? Career. Wow, so many people. I think like initially it was like my granddad because he was a teacher and he taught me a lot. He got me into football really. Like, and then since him, I think looking back over the years, like Simon Clifford, hugely because of Brazilian soccer schools, almost like rescued me from football really because mm-hmm. I went from being really disillusioned with like normal Sunday league football and then getting into a different training method with the futsal and then that inspired me and his methods inspired me with the whole getting better at, at what what you want to do and sort of believing that anything is possible so they've had a big impact on my life as of obviously the rest of my family have but yeah like outside of that I'm a big fan of people like Bruce Lee because of what he obviously achieved with martial arts martial arts i guess is a little bit like freestyle you know there's a lot of stuff to learn there's a lot of discipline needed um man so many inspirations like people like will that i talked about with with videos um even looking at people like buster key and charlie chaplin entertainers from magic people like dynamo david blaine harry houdini so many people I think that he's forgetting that coaching session I did with him on long range yeah. passing when he was about sixteen. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure he's remembering it. Oh, he was getting there. Question. I'm Perry Cockin. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that's embarrassing. You weren't expecting that one. Oh, <laughs> oh, you do flatter me. Oh, goodness gracious, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. So, quite a few people. I always forget. There's that many inspirations. So, yeah. And constantly being inspired all the time yeah you read a lot don't you listen to podcasts uh, yeah I read a lot I listen to podcasts now subscribe to yours as of this season so got that ready (laughs) Um, but yeah I think I surround myself like Danny and George two of my friends that are going to be going to the horror with me like they're amazing like George does cliff diving he's amazing one of the best cliff divers in the UK Danny's like one of the best free runners in the world like these guys are all legit people that inspire me and I sort of and I try and knock around with people like that. I think it's important because. So, so do you purposely think, hang around? Did you well, seek these people out? Or no, do you no. Like attract like, or how does it work? I mean, I met them by total fluke, but is it fluke? I don't know. But I, um, I mean, I met them through work. I met them through various things that brought us together. And when you click with, with people like that, you do, don't you? Like you just have a common interest for the same things. So, 
yeah, I've been lucky because of freestyle, because of traveling, because of working with various people. I've I've built up some really, really good friendships that have actually changed me in, in a positive way. You know, it all has come from that, hasn't it, really? So. Very important to... Uh, surround yourself with people that have similar interests and push you on yeah. and inspire you and don't it's the mindset you know the life out of you yeah like there's certain people isn't there that are like doubters and you do need that of course you need a balance but you also need people that are gonna almost believe in you when you don't believe in yourself sometimes because it is a hard road isn't it when you know you're tired and you think oh i've got to do this today or whatever so yeah it's important to have Heroes. You're going to need them doing a Sahara challenge, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. We inspire each other, don't we, Jeff? Try to, don't we, boss? We do try <laughs> to. Um, there's a lot of... This is a football development, youth football development podcast, it isn't certainly it? certainly is, yes. There's a lot of people that have inspired and influenced you there that whose methods would be similar to what we still do now and have inspired us to do what we do. And a lot of it is unappro- unopposed practice. Mm. And at the moment, on social media and things, we're seeing a lot of people dismissing unopposed practice almost as much as some people might dismiss the freestyle as not mm. being able to help a footballer because I suppose that's freestyle is unopposed practice as yeah, well isn't it yeah. in a way because there's no game realistic stuff happening so yeah. no decision making and which we also believe quite a bit in strongly don't we that you need to be put in the right environment to try the things you've learnt out through your unopposed practice but we're big believers in doing things unopposed and how much do you think it would have helped you as a football player or did help you as a football player doing the unopposed practice with Brazilian soccer schools and, yeah. and your futsal style stuff? It, it really was everything for me because like, it wasn't just the training that I did in the sessions, it was the philosophy that was yeah. you go home and you practice again. All the coach was doing was saying, this is what you got to learn. And it wasn't an hour, it was like you go home, you do a bit more at home or you get up early the next day, you do that. And... Yeah, freestyle is like that, isn't it? It's all you and a ball. Um, similar to Bruce Lee, the methodology behind yeah. it is practice that one Sim- kick thousands of times. And similar to it's incredible. Lo- yeah. Loads of different things. So, Golf, so, yeah. you know, you it's have to same. practice the driver, the putt yeah. end, you, you break it down and you, you practice on individual part. Yeah. Even so much as holding it. Like in tennis, you practice how you hold yeah. the racket. You yeah. Know? yeah, All unopposed yeah. things, you know. That's why we love the futsal as well because it puts you into those scenarios mm. so much more than playing your grass football and your mm. in your 11 side game would do so if you were to use futsal as a development tool we think after mm. the unopposed practice it's almost like the perfect training methodology to go into your football mm. some people like us we, we love our futsal more than we love our football now so mm. we just focus on coaching futsal for futsal sake yeah, but, yeah. You, um, you have to get the right balance with everything yeah I think Janino once said, you know, doing the unopposed stuff on its own is like learning to swim on dry land mm. unless you put it into practice, yeah. which he said was, at the time, football, the salon and futsal, yeah. was the perfect, you know, swimming pool, to use yeah. that metaphor, yeah. for the, the techniques that you were learning on dry land, if you like. Mm. I just think it's a really naive coach in any sport who mm. dismisses completely one style of, mm. of, of training. I always liken it to boxing. Mm. You know, the boxer... He doesn't skip in the ring, mm. but you'll see him skipping a lot because he's practising his footwork. Of course. You know, yeah. even if you, 
as basic as watching a Rocky film and chasing chickens around. Yeah. There's not chicken in a room. You know, there's yeah. there's ropes and there's, there's ducking and diving yeah. and there's there's speed bag, mm. um, there's heavy bag, yeah. there's weight training, yeah. and you do all these different elements to put it together. Yeah, you're not going to squat in the ring. <laughs> no. Your legs are so much stronger. And if, if all you did was squat, you, you wouldn't be able to... Exactly. Beat the world heavyweight champion of the world. All you did was the speed bag. All you did was skipping. Yeah. You couldn't do it in isolation. They're all percents, but... aren't they? They're all exactly. half percent. Some of them. And yeah, freestyle. In the in, if you want to be a footballer, you you might be like two percent freestyle. It might be half a percent. I don't know, but it's still a, a a part of it. And but freestyle is a small part of that unopposed stuff. That is, I've got to be. Maybe it is half and half because especially I think it lessens, doesn't it, as you get to a more elite level because. Yeah. As a dare I say three, four, five year old getting into football, really you should just be uh, should, should just be playing with the football, and then you start to bring in the the games and stuff. Um, you, you're not going to fulfil your potentials. All you do is matches. No, you know, or game scenarios. Or game scenarios. Which is the way that lose a lot, coaching seems to be going at the moment. It needs to be game scenarios with questions that guide people towards. Mm. So let the game be the teacher. And I'm massive for it yeah. as well. Yes. But there's no point in... You're only going to get to a certain level doing a nice let the game be the teacher passing drill, for instance. Yeah. But if only three or four of the kids out there can actually control the ball, yeah. it's pointless. Yeah. So you need to spend hours with your instrument, yeah. which is the ball, just, just learning how to control it and fall yeah. in love with it and be confident with it. And then yeah. you go and do those practices that everyone's into. Just, just seeing so many people dismissing unopposed practice, I just wondered yeah. what your, yeah. your thoughts were I, on it. That I think all. a lot of it as well with maybe people like that, I mean, I'm making a, a, a complete assumption, <laughs> but it's like using the sole of your foot. Like when I started doing futsal training, a lot of coaches that I would then you know, play fun games with. They'd be like, "Why are you using the sole of your foot?" Or oh, it's like, it still happens. It's now. like it's harder, but it's happens not harder. Very recently. Like, I have learned like it's. If someone passed me the ball now, I would naturally just roll it out of my foot. Like, to someone who's not learned that, that might seem strange and harder, but it's not yeah. harder. What is harder is stuff you've not trained. Yeah. So you have to you have to train everything. Like Bruce Lee said yeah. that, didn't he? Like, you've got to be able to stand in front of someone and be like, I can beat you. And it's like that with a footballer. You've got to... I mean, surely the ultimate footballer can play in nets, can play striker, can play right... Why not? Football, yeah. Why, Why not? not? You know, um, but, you know. Going back to the sole of the foot, for a coach to tell a child that's wrong and put that into his head, he might one day have been best yeah. sole controller of the ball <laughs> in the world, and you've yeah. just taken that away from him as a as a nine year old or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and that's wrong. You can tell him yeah. that you might do this in this situation, but you might not in that. Yeah. situation if it's slippy and you've got studs yeah, on you yeah, might yeah. not use it you might want to do this yeah but you sow the seeds of creativity for that yeah. kid to make his own mind up yeah it's like the toe poke yeah you know so how many goals are scored romario pretty much made a career out yeah. of the toe poke you yeah. know there's still coaches now happening saying it's wrong and, and taking crazy. the mickey out of kids who uh, use the old-fashioned toe punch yeah i mean okay if you're in defense and all you ever did is toe punch <laughs> forward fine but if you're in on goal yeah. and that's your option. Yeah. I think there was a Liverpool game have. the other day. There was one that had a great, great chance. And, and he only got that chance because he did the toe poke. Goalkeepers can't read yeah. the signals. Yeah. You know? Well, there's no, there's no backlift, is there? There's it's no like backlift. There's gone. no body angle. There's no shaping of the arms. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you should have, I think you should have as many tools in your army as possible from a technical yeah. point of view. And that only comes from that style of training. And you might only ever use that once, um, ever. But it might be 
cup final or something yeah. and you use that yeah. sole roll or, or the toe point in, but you've had yeah. it in your locker because you've been allowed to learn it when you were a child. It's, it's, it's not it's rocket science. Yeah. The coaches that tell people you shouldn't do it this way or shouldn't do it that way. Yeah. It's totally yeah. wrong in my opinion. Yeah, dismissing unopposed practice mm. is dangerous. Yeah. If you want to help kids fulfil their potential, you're, it's done by people who don't understand it yeah, and don't exactly. know how to do it, mm. and they find it easier to dismiss it and yeah. look for a simpler way. Or yeah. whilst dismissing it, they say, well, it's absolutely fine as long as they're doing it in their own time. So yeah. if a coach has got no scope to teach a child how to train on your own there, mm. if, you, if all you're ever doing is a, a game scenario or a fun game that teaches the child yeah. through the game, well, why not have a coach like yourself that can go and show a child how to manipulate a ball in every single way that yeah. your brain can come up with, yeah. and they may be coming away and take something else from it and take yeah. it to the next level one yeah. day. Yeah, um, I do understand it in a way. If you run in a team and you've only got one hour a week with these yes. kids, yeah. then it is difficult to give them all the ball each and do step yeah. overs and toe taps and all of those kind of yeah. things. But you can still do a percentage of it as part of your warm up. The, the of skill of the coach then comes in yeah. to make sure that that child's got a balance of yeah. everything. You can't dismiss it. It's showing them that I think it's showing them the way. It's not saying this is it, this is training. It's showing them a philosophy of life, so they go home and want to train. Yes, inspire them to, to do them. Yeah, they want to sit in a garage, and I still how sad is this? I'm 32 years old. I've got a little garage at home. I'm so happy when I'm just like <laughs> kicking. It's so like I think I'm so weird. Like all my friends just. Like when I was, you know, really, really wanting to get good at freestyle, all my friends like wanting to go out. I just didn't want to do it because I'd been installed through various people, various experiences. I knew that I was kind of enjoying the process and it, nothing's changed today. And I think the more like people that enjoy learning for learning's sake, then that's where you get exceptional at what it is you want to get good and at. And if a coach is saying you need to do these things at home, you're sending out signals to those children. It's not important. Mm. Because, oh, you can do that on your own at home and they kind of mm. dismiss it. So they're not going to do it at home because mm. you're not inspiring them. No, so no. You need to show them the right techniques. Because believe it or not, even with your side sprints and your basic toe taps and things, there's still a technique of yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know, I see kids who do toe taps and their their feet turn out when they do it and they're mm. actually developing really bad habits. Mm. It's definitely an art to teach in these individual yeah. core... We used to call them core skills, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, we still do core for a reason right it's like yeah control speed so so, so important exactly foundations yeah. building blocks whatever yeah. you want to call them yeah um, can't be dismissed yeah. that's our take on it I it's not saying anyone else it, is yeah. wrong either by the way like i think let the game be the teacher and all those things are brilliant mm. but there's no reason why you can't do it all no there are some players that are like very nearing complete i think i do think ronaldo is like exceptional because he's i mean he's got like the height and the speed but he's also got like such great feet messi's like such a great example they're just beautiful to watch aren't they yeah. but why can't every player in 10 20 years be that comfortable with the ball imagine what the level would be like then it'd just be be beautiful to watch wouldn't it well it's it's been done and ronaldo openly says he did it through doing unopposed practice yeah you know we know how he did it he's did something very similar to our core skills yeah um and he put weights around his ankles and things like that yeah. went to challenge himself and then take them off so you've got yeah. that overload um yeah you know it's not news if you read stanley matthew's autobiography which is behind me somewhere <laughs> he used to go on yeah. blackpool beach funnily enough that's where I'm um, and he used to train in heavier boots right and do unopposed stuff himself practicing yeah dribbling around cones and all the basics in heavy boots yeah and then he always used to play in light boots and he said he used to feel like he, he had the freedom and, and you know it's not rocket science yeah. But, um, but yeah 
mix headsets. Yeah, it's definitely needed. You know, if right, what question are we on and who's reading it? 14. 14. Right, well, this fits in lovely with what we've just been saying. So, question number 14. How do you keep motivated and how many practice hours do you actually do? Good question. It does vary. This one came from Josh Jeffrey, I think, this one, by the way. Good question. So, yeah, with training, I actually try and... I see it as learning now. I sort of... I guess I've changed my view on training. Obviously, training... There's training in the gym. There's there's training for a challenge, a world record, and so forth. But I have um, a standard that I try and meet every day. Sometimes, a structure. Yeah, yeah. A structure. So you don't just get up and go right today. I fancy doing. Yeah, these no, skills, definitely. Huh? Well, sometimes I do, but I, I never get far by doing that. So I, I I tend to structure my weeks. So on a Sunday, I always plan out my weeks. So because I know I've got to take into consideration. My, my training but also my engagements where I'm going to be like obviously tonight I've got a show here so I've got to factor in that I'm going to be in a car for four hours so I'm thinking what can I do for that four hours to Listen take to myself podcast. forward exactly obvious wish I'd have subscribed <laughs> earlier guys sorry <laughs> but that is exactly what I do so even down to the to the minute of like right okay I can use that time productively by listening to this podcast or that audio book. So going back to my, my staples on a regular basis, I try and learn for three hours a day. That's what I try and get to. Sometimes I do more, sometimes I do less. Sometimes it could be magic, sometimes it could be freestyle. It depends what plate needs putting up higher or spinning higher at that, at that time. So, But if I didn't do that and if, if I didn't live my life on paper, I'd, I'd, I'd lose track of everything because... People do wane, don't they, in inspiration, but that, that's how I keep myself accountable, by journaling each day, planning out my week, so I need, I'm doing what's right and not what I feel like. Because, you know, it's like you get up in the morning, you don't want to go to the gym, but you know you have to to fulfil that goal, so you just get out and do it. It's like at school, you don't want to go to maths or science, but you got to. Unfortunately, if you got to pass school, you're going to pass school, you've got to go to your, your things, so... Things that, that's what freestyle taught me anyway when I was training for my first world championship to schedule my time and no one else did that and I won so why well, can't I adopt that in my, my life you know on from there so yeah aside from that though obviously the learning gives me inspiration because I do read a lot of books I like mm-hmm. to study people and and also meeting people like new people all the time inspires me um, travelling to different countries inspires me meeting other freestylers um, in other countries inspire me inspire me in, in different ways so what about the actual practice itself so obviously you've got a show coming up so you might practice the elements of your show tonight. yeah just going back to raw freestyle training you're having yeah you've planned on a sunday i'm going to do just training me in a ball this week yeah how many sort of hours in one hit do you do just you know, two hours in the morning two hours in yeah. the afternoon or would you just go for it or um it is to be honest I sh- i've trained shorter but i feel smarter now because okay. i feel that when i was training i was just going out i'd be like i'm just gonna train for five hours and it was like yeah i'm training for five hours but now i think you can do more in less time so i'll be very specific with the the routine that i'll be doing and i might do it for an hour solidly but i'm done in after the hour because i have given all my body to it and all my mind to it but i've hit almost a flow state because yeah. I've, I've gone 
Um, I love this idea of chaos and order. So the order is what you can already do. It's boring. The chaos is what I can't do almost a bit too much. When you hit that in the middle, that's like a sweet spot. Don't always hit it, but if I do on a certain routine, I feel like my learning enhanced. And that's why I don't necessarily agree with the 10,000 hour rule because I think you can get into flow states and that, that is down to people you might be amongst at that period of time. If I'm with a freestyler that can do stuff certain tricks that I can't do I can learn so much faster mm. so one thing I do I have a friend of mine who lives in Preston and he, he's he's a lot better at certain areas of freestyle than I am so I will train for, it, for him obviously my friend and that get on well with him but train with him for that very reason because he pushes me yeah. forward if I was training that same trick on my own I don't think I would learn it as fast Mm. So smart I'm always toying with those ideas. Yeah, help you in certain aspects. Ten thousand hour rules. I mean, Very simple rule to to explain to people. Yeah, you know, the theory of practice. But, yeah, you know, there's people that dismiss that totally as well, and it should be dismissed. You take elements of it. Oh, it and, works. And use, yeah, it does work. It's. It, I mean, everyone. Not everyone wants to become the best in the world, do they? And that's fine. They might just want to get a little bit better at. I don't know golf. Um, yeah. so that's fine just just training and it might take some 10,000 it might take them 12 some might get away with 6 if they're in yeah. the right environment you know environment. So, you know training smart yeah it's, it's interesting because Daniel Cutting was there tonight watching you friend yeah. of yours yeah. um, and I heard him after talking about training and practicing so he doesn't get time to practice yeah, anymore yeah. and I thought, I thought oh, I knew that question was coming up I thought it would be interesting yeah. to see how much but I think, I think like there's for me, it sounds a bit harsh, but there's no excuse not to because it's your duty. If I stop practicing and stop training, this is probably just the way I am, but I feel like I will, I, it's not like I'd be, I'd be giving myself a disservice talking to the youngsters in that way. Do you know what I mean? Because like my life, I feel, is very much about that. Like If I'm doing stuff in schools or if I'm putting on live shows, I very much base it around that. So I feel like I have to live truthfully myself to... Yeah. To, you need to live that and, and spread that message otherwise they don't go in hand so like when I set my week out my learning my rest actually comes first and my family because that is more important than anything but aside from that it is the learning because brilliant book called The One Thing I don't know if you've yeah, heard of it's it new one what a good book and that, that just says the same thing and you know the one thing you do is bettering yourself and it's they say it's an appointment with yourself you know it's an appointment to improve yourself in whatever way and I think that is um, you know it might be the case of letting emails go for a day and it's that's hard to take isn't it with, with mm. the world we live in but if there's any way of scheduling in your learning time then you, you, you know you, you're always going to improve and you're never going to be low on, on a skill set are you what about new skills so you mentioned there that you practice you've got routine coming up so you'll yeah. practice that routine because that's a smart thing to do mm. um, but I guess one of the things you must love is coming up with something new and then how much like yeah. tonight you had the two balls and I remember yeah. when you first said to me oh, I've been working on some <laughs> stuff with two balls yeah. I don't know if it's going to work I'm struggling with them but you always had that buzz and that excitement that yeah. you were doing something different yeah. so how much time do you put aside for new stuff so in all honesty 
my my training is very simple. It's either routine stuff, which is stuff I can already do, but yeah. the routine is like different choreography, doing tricks in a different way, or it's totally new stuff. If I'm ever training stuff that I can do, I see it as like almost ego because I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing. If I'm ever doing too well in a session, I have a hard look at myself and think, why am I doing stuff I can already do? So it's all new, all new, all new. Like a lot of my stuff I've been learning recently is like new transitions or ideas I've taken from other people and it can be frustrating because you can't do it but mix that in with some stuff you can do and it sort of um, again talking about the chaos and, yes, and order yeah, chaos, yeah. if I'm in that zone I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm I guess I'm happy it's a good place it's very, to be. very interesting because it's a very similar concept to what we have at mm-hmm. Pezzo Street Soccer is the yeah. order and the chaos yeah and to the point where Parents can look at our sessions and say that looked like a load of carnage. <laughs> yeah. They say yeah, but it, it, we did that on purpose. The chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know the the random elements um, to it. Yeah. We do. We call it chaos, don't we? Which, you know, the straight line drills and things like that that we yeah. don't believe in. Um, they might we, look good. It might look from good, the outside. Very aesthetically no, no pleasing. Yeah. That that's yeah. the thing with freestyle. So a lot of people tar it with the brushes, like it's keeping a ball in the air. Yeah, it is keeping the ball in the air, but. You've got to be willing to fail and fail better, do you know what I mean? And make mistakes. If someone watched me training, think, he's rubbish. Because I never get any, well, I get some, might get 20% of the session right, and that's a good thing, because otherwise, what's the point? So, and that's what you just said there, isn't it? There's a reason for the chaos, and we all cool. need a, a bit of chaos in our lives to grow, otherwise, we just become. We believe stagnant. it's our job as coaches to help the children. Or create an environment and set things up where they actually make as many mistakes as possible yeah. but in an environment where they're allowed to and they can learn from it yeah that's what coaching does yeah they can how the, the kids grow and that's in anything you guys do it's that's you're what there, we do isn't it you're not there to just be like, so if anyone comes to watch they might think they're making loads of mistakes that's yeah. rubbish yeah and they don't and it's about educating them and that's the hardest part yeah. of our job is educating that we we want them to make mistakes because it's an accelerated learning environment. Yeah, yeah, so we want them to make a hundred mistakes in this session and then tell yeah. them how they can do it better and, yeah. and then they learn. Whereas if you go to club football, yeah. they're trying to get a team to win a game of football at the end of the year. They don't want mistakes yeah. end of the week, sorry. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They've got a game coming up. They want nice straight line drills, yeah. A to B to C, C moves to D yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Nice it's shot at the end. They want to see it. <laughs> yeah, and, it, yeah. And, there's no, and then they shout when there's a mistake yeah. or they stop it. They yeah. stop the game and say, "What well, you know? How could you have done that so you didn't make a mistake?" And they're like, yeah. "No, with us, we haven't got a game at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and make loads and loads of mistakes, yeah, and yeah. then tell them why yeah. and how they can stop making those, or yeah. they can learn from themselves. And that's the beauty of what we do in a nutshell, isn't it? It's it's, it's difficult because even now we get put in brilliant sessions where they've made loads of mistakes and they're growing and becoming better players and. Mm. Parents will come and say, you ever going to do any, like, you know, drills? And you're like, ah, <laughs> here we go again. You've got to explain to them, well, no, because football's not played in straight lines. No. You're not going to pass it, A passes to B, and you follow to the back of the queue. It's not real. It is chaotic, isn't it, football? Of course, your tactics and stuff. But, yeah, when you think about that, um, I think that's why street soccer has such an appeal, doesn't it? Because it's, you know, if you look at a game of Panna, I love Panna because that's a bit like martial arts. It's like a ball and two guys and it's quite strategical, but you have to perform. Like, you mm. have to fail and fail and fail and fail to get better. Yeah. To get good at anything. You have to, you know, Same. play the guitar. You yeah. learn the chords. Yeah. And, and that's like our core skills. Yeah. 
and then you start putting them together, start. which we call three-part combos, or yeah, you know, yeah, start yeah, with yeah. them more so you can put those chords together. Yeah. And, you know, you're left to experiment and make loads of mistakes, and you become a very yeah. good player. Yeah. You're only going to become a good player by being creative. Yeah. And a lot of coaches take out creativity in football by not allowing children to make mistakes. Yeah. So going back to Qatar, it's like saying... You must learn blah blah black sheet. You must learn this. Mm. You're kind of putting a ceiling on yeah, yeah, yeah. children's talent and where they where they might go because they're only ever going to get good at blah blah black sheep and twinkle twinkle little star. They play yeah. that better than anyone and probably get there quicker than everyone else yeah. who's experimenting and practicing. Yeah. If you want to see a genius, yeah. you know Jimi Hendrix or someone, yeah. he's not doing blah blah black sheep. <laughs> you know he's no. he's experimenting. He's seeing what works for him. And yeah. Pushing boundaries. Yeah. To push boundaries. You have to make mistakes. Get, get on. Get on the. Get on the cusp of chaos and order. Get on the razor's edge because that's where it all. That's where progression speeds up. I think. Exactly, and it's yeah. a very difficult concept to mm. to put over to people. Even though we've had so much success of players going on and getting, yeah. signed, I think sixteen, seventeen now, we've had sign at pro clubs. Yeah, that's just, and that's not what it's all about for us. It's about yeah. each individual trying to fill in their potential. Yeah, but at least we can back it up now and say, well, find me anyone else in the area that's, yeah. or any area that's had that many yeah. kids in what five years get it's to incredible. that level. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We we don't make enough of it do we really because mm. we don't want people to think we're elitist and yeah, yeah. we want you know any kid who loves the ball has got a right to come and be better yeah, for that potential and it's have, a bit like, like mm. you know but it works and you can get to this level and it's yeah. how you sort of package that to everyone that's yeah. quite a difficult aspect yeah i can imagine uh, but i do get that feel from what you guys are doing it's like it's the environment you have created for youngsters it's like so good um so needed isn't it it's um we do what we long, do. Long may it last. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not for everyone. No, but, of course not. But those that it's for, yeah. and those that trust and buy into it and develop the growth mindset and the parents mm. buy into it, those that are into it, excel. Yeah. And and you can see it yeah. easily, really, can't you? But the kid has to be into it as well. If they've yeah. got a fixed mindset and every time you're showing them something, they're just booting the ball against the ball waiting for matches, yeah. then they're not going to get the most out of it. Yeah. But it's um, it does work. No, uh, it does. It does. Your turn or good, mine? Good question. Question number 15. I feel like we've answered it. Well, let's answer it again. It's not that late, is it? <laughs> what attributes do you think can be developed through freestyle? That was, hard for me, so. <laughs> that was, that was a difficult one, wasn't yeah. it? What attributes do you think can be de- developed <laughs> through freestyle? <laughs> Who wrote that question? <laughs> it's a difficult one. Um, so attributes like football attributes? Well... In general, general. Yeah, we, we've said growth mindset and all yeah. those kind of things, haven't we? But discipline, breaking down challenges, discipline is an important one. Yeah, I think discipline across the board. I think there's no one really, especially in freestyle, that's gone to the top in it that hasn't had the discipline. Or the... is that discipline to practice and put the effort I into think the process? So. Yeah, because you have to really be your own boss, don't you? It's yeah. not like being in a team where your coach is like, right, we're training now. You've got to have a bit got to have that extra percent I think to push yourself forward um, and that comes from your character doesn't it and, and I want to do it for the right reasons for the intrinsic want to freestyle but I think goal setting is quite a big thing because guys it was one of the, the, the tricks that they're so hard I guess so you need to break them down like we were saying before around the world is one example you're not just going to go straight into doing that and that relates to other tricks um, 
that you, you progress on to. So I think goal setting... I think I've learned a lot from goal setting the last year from, like, some of the records that I've done and, and stuff. Like, they almost seemed a bit too much in one sort of thought, but when you start to break it down... They you work they backwards come, in yeah, stages, work, don't you? exactly, work, work backwards, so... I think that's important with the whole goal setting thing and, and just progressing on those and that like we've we've said tonight it can be put to anything in football or outside of football school work yeah, yeah. anything yeah because it, it it's like if I'm going to the gym and my general routine is like gym in the morning then I'll eat a bit later on but if I don't go to the gym I'm more susceptible to eat rubbishy foods so it's like free... I don't know if I'm making sense, but if you develop a good habit in one area of your life, the rest will take care. So if you go to the gym, you're going to want to eat good. You you know I mean? I think it puts a, a better... I always do. I go to the gym. Yeah, I don't know about Stop you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit like but no, yeah, habit forming, discipline. Yeah, because um, we are... I don't know what the exact figures are, but we are run by our subconscious, aren't we? Whether we like it or not, it's just the natural things you do. So I think that that's a that's a huge thing for us all, isn't it? I suppose it's quite difficult to be highly disciplined in one area and not disciplined in others because you're yeah. teaching yourself to be disciplined yeah. as a habit. Yeah, and you can transfer that over it, to, it to transfers, other areas. Transfers, doesn't it? Yeah. But in general, what attributes do you think we develop, develop through freestyle? Lots. Yeah. You know, just like anything else we've said about playing a guitar or whatever it might be, oh, whatever yeah. your discipline is, whatever your focus is, mm. um, and you're putting in the hours of something to achieve something, mm. is is one of the attributes. Yeah. That's what you want, you want to achieve things yeah. in life, whatever it is, yeah. whatever level. And like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be elite level, no, or world class or world records. Like, no, it yeah, can be yeah, anything. Yeah. I think I think one thing for for human nature, for humans and for society in the bigger picture is like people should always have a goal. I think. I mean, this is just my theory on it, but I think even little kids, like if you have a goal, a positive goal. And, and a goal that, that sheds a good message, then you're less likely to want to get addicted to gaming. And, and, you know, games like Fortnite, and a kid's, like, just addicted to it, and mm-hmm. it kind of worries me a little bit. But I think if you really get in that philosophy of, like, aiming... We talked about aiming low, but, like, aiming <laughs> high in a positive sense, aiming for something and sort of being... And then you work, like, living you work backwards, truth. and that first yeah. step is a low. Yeah, yeah, of course. It'll so you've got to be big, a little That's bit. inspiring. Do you want that end goal to be an inspiring thing, not one that's going to put yeah, you off? Yeah, just, just... I think a lot of people don't give themselves credit for how much they can achieve or how positive they can be, you know. Um, we are here to be ourselves I think and yeah and I think it, it wards you off it is a, another conversation probably for another day but you do see people if they go off track it can sometimes have bad consequences can't it yeah. but if you develop that from a young age or at least learn it a bit later on about goal setting and about sort of understanding yourself then you create a better life for yourself and if you create a better life for yourself creates a, a better world doesn't it people that can actually think for themselves and arc- articulate what they want to get from from the world so got deep there quite yeah, deep deep and powerful deep. Yeah. <laughs> deep and powerful I like it 
Are you going to lighten the mood? I think this is going to be very similar to what we've just been talking yes. about. Yes, that's this 16 now. Yes. Can the principles of repetitive practice of freestyle be transferred to other things? Again, it feels like we've... Yeah, yeah this normally well, happens in our yeah. shows, doesn't it? You get to the last few questions <laughs> we've and like gone answered them a million times. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but yes, the principles of repetitive practice with anything that we've touched yeah. on with guitar to yeah. to whatever it is, golf putting to one thing boxing. I related so much to, like there's a part of magic called cardistry and it, I love it because it, it's not a magic trick as such, but it's like cool ways of shuffling. And I really enjoyed learning learning cardistry because it took a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So you, what I did was like I started with the cards because it's in blocks like you might see Dynamo do all these like cool yeah. shuffles that's like cardistry and obviously you start off and the cards just fall over the place you know I've got to pick all these up but then you, you started to figure out ways of like putting them together with um, elastic bands and then you take that away and stuff so like I always think that was a bit like learning freestyle because the ball would drop and yeah. and the cards would drop and so and I would imagine it is the same for the guitar I don't play the guitar but um, I would imagine it, it has to be the same there's no other way other than just repeat, repeat, repeat. I, but I admire that in people I look for that in people yeah people that have seen something that they want to achieve and they've done it through hard work mm. not this natural born talent yeah you know which you decided i want to be good at shuffling cards it's such a weird thing like you say we've already said you you know in your head what the end goal is yeah but you're not going to get there straight away so you have to go work backwards yeah start low achieve that and then work out how you can accelerate that with rubber bands and ways to trick yourself into learning and that's how you learn things that's what we do at Pezzas what you do with freestyle and I'm sure what they do with guitars and with with anything else it's It's, all the same it's a very very simple formula Mm. but really really difficult to do because you've got to be into it and inspired and fall in love with it I have this thing in my brain where like I can't let anything beat me (laughs) so that was it like I started learning like a cardistry routine I'm like I cannot not master this it's weird whereas i guess some people might be more ah oh, whatever don't care so i think you've got to care about the thing i mean you've got to want to do it like we've said but that always makes me laugh you've me. developed that mindset for your freestyle and yeah. now you've gone into other things and yeah. you can't quit it's a challenge yeah it's never stopped does it really there's something else Which is, like i said i, I admire that attitude in, yeah. in anyone well. you know achieving something through hard work basically mm. you know i think said it to you before Jeffrey. the day I realised that I was dog average at everything was probably the turning point in my life because I thought well if I'm going to achieve anything I'm going to have to work really hard for it because yeah. I've got no natural talent no natural yeah. ability at anything right. but obviously some things you're a bit better at than others yeah. but across the board dog average right. and if you realise that like I did yeah. then you realise you have to work at everything you get yeah. and I developed a work ethic yeah. from that yeah. and and then you get to effort with it's a good compared thing to I won't be outworked yeah. you know I'll yeah. keep doing it Yeah. which is why we're up at almost half past midnight <laughs> in a podcast yeah, with my dog <laughs> in, 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 in our spare night. room you know it's just, next show starting just, soon. just the way it is and I think a, yeah. a, a lot of other people you know might get told they're special mm. or you know, you've got natural ability or something, and That's they think they can put their Alexis, don't yeah. she, about praising. I mean, we've we've said it again, process, but praising what she said it was great for coaching, not praising talent, but praising hard work yeah. and what it how takes to that achieve impacts. that goal, not the goal itself. Yeah, how that impacts people because that goal is inevitable. 
Mm. If you Quite get the process right, might take a bit longer. For like we say, everyone everyone yeah. does have. I do think there are there are bits of abilities people have and genetic whatever. Of course, that help no accelerate it. Yeah. everyone's different. That's granted, you know. But um, yeah, you can always. Uh, I think Fergie said it in Ian football about hard work always beating you know talent. If yeah. you have hard work, you know, it works harder. Butchered that, but Fergie was right. I think. Absolutely, and it's again another very simple formula, isn't it? Simple. Find out what you want to do, find out how you do it, Mm. work really hard, and then the days when you don't want to do it, you have to find ways of inspiring yourself and getting through it. Yeah, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. There we go, Jeffrey. Good job, yeah. Glad you're here, Jeffrey. Unbelievable. It was a Fergie quote. Yeah, yeah. I've got to print it out somewhere, I think. Legendary. Question number 17. Can you recommend any books? And you have done at various parts. Uh, yeah, of it. and actually, books. last time you stayed at my house, yeah. we sat in the front room. And you wrote a list out for me. Can you? Remember? I? I've still got it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Some man. of them might have appeared in here somewhere. Yeah, as you see, I've I got love rather a large collection of books. That's Helps. a great book. Football. I read, yeah. read that when I was quite young. So good. I got um, two copies. Look, but uh, yeah, it helped having a dad as a second hand. You wrote that book. Um, Alex Bellas. Yeah. Alex Bellas. And he wrote a brilliant book about Garincha. I don't know if Alex right. Bellas wrote that. That was, I read, remember reading football when I was about 16, 17, and then Garincha's life story. He's like my favourite player of all the time. He was just like a proper maverick. But yeah, again, a guy. Well, he was another one who was born legs. with yeah, yeah. problems that meant he Tiny, should never have got he? to the level he got yeah. to. But he, he didn't listen. He was he, just, he was set, wasn't he, on his. He uh, knew what goal. he wanted to do. Yeah. Went out and did it. Yeah. No, Grinch, that's a good book. I feel like books... I think my favourite books... I think I told you about... Maybe was it The Obstacle is the Way? Yeah. I have that I know idea constantly, and Ego is the Enemy, because... Yeah, got that one there. That I think the, that's such a good book. Ego is book. the Enemy there. Ryan mm-hmm. Holiday. Re- yeah, Grit, yeah. Grit, The Power of Positivity. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I've got that on audio. I've not got the physical. Um, a book that I would recommend to... I don't know, like, it's, 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 it might seem quite deep, but um, a philosophy book by Marcus Aurelius called Meditations. Okay. And that, the obstacle is the way was actually written from a quote from Marcus Aurelius, who at the time was like the, the most famous person in the world. He was the most powerful person in the world. He's actually in Gladiator, you know, the, 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 the good Caesar and he dies. But he wrote about a lot of leadership stuff and how he kept himself in even though he was powerful and he could have gone off on tangents and become egotistical, he didn't. Um, so, like, meditations is, like, one. I just have it on my bed all the time. So if, if like, five minutes before I go to bed, just, like, read a, a couple of pages of that. It's so readable. Yeah, put that on my Christmas list. It's too late to get here in time. But. Pick it up cheap as well. It's, like, maybe six ninety nine. Penguin. Brilliant, yeah. Love that. And Are you reading anything at the moment, Jeffrey? I will be now. Actually, I've got yes, a book for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I won't spoil it with the meditation. (laughs) No, unfortunately not. It should have been, but yeah. And Um, Seneca as well. Got in a book because he loves reading. Uh, Audio books are better for you. (laughs) I should have maybe downloaded it for you or something. But no, I've got your book Um, as well as that nice new tracksuit. Thanks, boss. That suit smart. And what's next for John Farmer? Is our last question, and we know about your Sahara challenge. What What else is on the horizon? You're going to keep doing your 
your shows are they going to be more of a Christmas thing or yeah I think I'm going to keep it to that just because I, I struggle to do everything all year round just time and energy so Sahara is going to be my my attention from the new year up to March I've obviously got like match of the day kickabout which keeps me extremely busy hoping to interview Raheem Sterling in January which would okay, be I'm really be excited yeah really really looking forward Ask to him it. in for the podcast would you should we get him in? Right. Yes, get him in. The legend. I'm sure he would. So hopefully I can meet him and maybe learn some stuff from him and talk to him. So I'm looking forward to that. I think he's actually uh, a very interesting guy, by the way. He seems really cool. Yeah. Like I'm really, really, really looking forward to meeting him. So hopefully we can like get the ball out, you know, do a few skills and just have some fun. So yeah, hopefully that'll be something to look forward to I'm going to be doing a lot of training I guess and when I train for something like that I always kind of you know I just get knuckled down and I try not to yeah like I'll I'll be working and performing but at the same time every moment I'll be you know fucked you can't line up on day one of the challenge and having the back of your mind I probably could have trained a bit harder that's not what yeah it would worry me yeah Um, so yeah and then after that there's a few things that I want to do, but I just need to figure out a way of doing them, I guess. So That's what it's all about. There'll be, there'll be more to come. Having that goal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Breaking I, it backwards. You definitely need it. I do, certainly. I think... Yeah, I remember doing the marathon, actually, and um, I almost okay. felt depressed after doing it, because I was like, oh... What now? I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, you definitely need that. I think we all do. You almost yeah, need so. to have the challenge after the challenge lined yeah. up, so you can go... Right, that's done straight into the So next I one. decided on the Sahara last December uh, before, when I started preparing for Everest, I was like, the Sahara, I have to do the Sahara. So even though you finish it and it's like, right, back to normal life, I was like, well, at least I know I'm going to do the Sahara next year and that's going to be something that I can really look forward to and get my teeth into. So, yeah, who knows? Great Wall of China, fancy that? I actually, yeah, I, I would love to do... Lens into Janet Groats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, but, Fancy that one, Jeff's. But, but I don't know if your, people would. Two miles. It would be, yeah. Maybe I could pass through here. We could do a live do podcast. Link. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be amazing. So We'll join you for 10 yards, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> might be pushing it for me. You could join I'll, us in the hall. Following the car. Break, I think, water break right? and then carry on. But I'll probably pass through here. Probably. That would be something special as well. They've yeah. all been something special, but. It would be hard and it would be a long time, wouldn't it? It would probably take a few months, I would imagine. Um, but I saw Ross Edgley recently swam Great Britain. Um, he's like, okay. like a real inspiration what he did, like swimming the whole of Great Britain. And the whole reason he did that, he said, was because he was told he wasn't a natural swimmer. So he decided to swim Great Britain, turn himself into a good swimmer. Because he's beefy, he's, he's strong, and you think, how oh, can he swim Great Britain? But he did. So... Yeah, he went against what he was thought naturally not good at. It's amazing what can inspire some people, isn't it? Yeah. It's nothing more powerful than when someone says you can't do something uh, and you think you can. Yeah. Or even if you think you can't, but you think, well, you know, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. You know, whatever lights that fire yeah. once it's lit. Yeah, it really sparks it up. Well, I think... Uh, that's the podcast concluded is that the first part <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah he's got to put his Christmas like, tree up <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's in trouble <laughs> he's trolling in it 
at one o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> it's been great fun. Thank you for being the first guest in Thank the, the Pezzas podcast room. For it's an inspiring the, room. In it's full of books and amazing it's, stars. And Badger. Yeah, and Badger has been well made, my dog. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Really enjoyable. So, uh, yeah. thank you, mate. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to the show tomorrow. So hanging out with Jeff. you tomorrow yeah, during the day. Yeah, Thanks, as always, too. Jeff. This has been the Inner Huddle. Please subscribe if you're listening to the show and uh, have a look at uh, some of our other podcasts that we've, uh, we, we've got out there on various different youth development topics. Thanks for listening. The Inner Huddle from Peza Street Soccer.